The $10 Tastemaker from Pizza Hut. Stuck in traffic? Just think of all the delicious meat and veggie combinations. Whoops, got a little distracted there. Large, up to three toppings, just 10 bucks. No one out pizzas the hut. Deal not available in some locations. Exclusions apply. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. Today, I am honored to have once again, Congressman Alan Grayson. I probably should say former congressman. I mean, this guy served a long time in Congress for both uh, District uh, 9 and District 8 when they redistricted, I believe. How are you doing this morning, Congressman Grayson? I'm doing fine. How are you? Well, let me tell you how fine I'm doing. I am doing fine that we won, but I am very upset by some of the connotations I'm hearing from many of our brothers and sisters in the Democratic Party, sort of on the moderate wing, trying to, uh, trying to put, the, uh, put some blame on progressives for not having won their own elections while we all did. Well, they're, they're delusional. Uh, you know, what they're complaining about literally is that the other side said bad things about them. <laughs> what, welcome to the 21st century. Welcome to the 20th century. I think there was some of that in the 19th century as well, if I recall correctly. Um, it's ridiculous for them to be blaming progressives who want the party to actually stand for something and make people's lives better simply because the other side distorts that and turns it into something negative, which they're going to do anyway. You know, they treat Nancy Pelosi, who actually has pushed progressive policies for decades now, the same as Chuck Schumer, who really has not. Um, they, they simply want somebody to vilify. They want their buzz phrases and their catchwords like socialism and communism and socialized medicine. And they're going to do it anyway, no matter what you do. This is a lesson that I learned back in 2010. Um, they decided through uh, focus groups and poll testing that uh, a good attack against me in my district would be to say that I'd voted to increase the national debt limit. Uh, so they, they, bought, they brought in 80,000 door hangers that reached all the way to the ground from the door handle. Um, very, very large outsized door hangers. And uh, they tried to paper the district with the, the claim that I had voted twice to increase the national debt limit. Actually, I had voted twice against it. But do you think that mattered to the Koch brothers? No. They, they had a good something they wanted to use. They, they are, they're not bound by truth or falsity the way that the rest of us are. They're going to say it anyway. I mean, the fact that they went ahead and said these things against the most right-wing of right-wing Democrats all around the country tells you all you need to know. They're going to say it whether it's true or not, and that's just the way it is. So it's foolish. It's nonsensical. Um, it's almost a non sequitur to blame progressives for the fact that right-wingers try to depict uh, right-wing Democrats as progressives when they're really not. It's amazing. And the thing that, I, that I've been saying, right, and I, I heard my, my young hero talk about it all the, all the time, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, where you have to go out there and talk to the people. I mean, the truth of the matter is all those right-wingers, those, those people that are right-wing followers, right? We, you and I know that they're, they're, entire, they're always voting against their own interests. My question is, why don't, don't these Democrats, instead of trying to ask progressives to be quiet, 
not going to engage their populace, not only those that support them, but those that they need to engage. I mean, you did a hell of a lot of that, including including on the floor. You, you should ask people like that, if you ever have them on a show, what they want to tell the voters. Because as far as I can tell, what they want to tell the voters is nothing of any substance whatsoever. These right-wing Democrats don't actually want to do anything other than placate the other side and feign bipartisanship. Uh, that, that's their whole game plan. And that's not moving the country at all. I mean, the other side pushes, 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 pushes. Uh, for their uh, tax cuts for billionaires and, and their uh, corrupt Supreme Court justices and so on. And, and what people want on our side is for someone who's going to be fighting for us. They don't want somebody who's going to be placating the other side and whining about and reinforcing, by the way, the other side's attacks on our values. So what does a Spangenberg have to say when she actually meets her voters? What does she say? She says, she says well, basically, I'm Republican light. Well, I mean, if that's her sense of what she ought to be saying to the voters, that's fine. But don't pretend to be Democrat, much less scold those of us who do want to actually put the word progress back in the word of progressivism. I love that. I love that. You know what is so important about what that the Democrat from Virginia, the one who you just mentioned, had to say is um, she doesn't really realize that um, if if a person has a choice between a light Republican and, a, and the real thing, they, would, they will choose the real thing. The thing about it is you are not there to try to be a light who you're not, but you're trying to be changing minds, progress. You just mentioned that earlier. What you're trying to do is be progressive. You know, I have a whole lot of folks that's, that call me this morning. Egberto, do you see what's happening on, on the, uh, with, with them accusing us of losing this election? And I, I don't know if you know these, if you, you, got, you looked up these numbers yet, um, Congressman, but check this out. I was looking at the numbers, and I have a lot of right-wing listeners as well as mostly progressives, but I have a good 30% that are right-wing that are in my skin all of the times. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And interestingly, they were very sure of their victory. They were sure. And this wasn't bluster. And this was, look, these polls are wrong. And they, they had all these things. And then I started to analyze the numbers. And I realized one thing, had we not performed, and I'm talking about progressives, had we not had our protest to engage people, had we not done all these things, I see where their sureness lied. Because as it turns out, Congressman, 
Donald Trump is going to get north of 71, 71 million votes. That's over 10, about 10 million more votes than he got before. Hillary Clinton got 65 million votes. The increase in population does not attest for that increase that Donald Trump got. They were targeting their people in silence, much more so than we were. And if we, uh, absent progressives, we would have been caught with our pants down. And I want your thoughts on that. Well, the other side tried for four years, as they've tried for 50 years, uh, to divide us and to demoralize us. And that's one thing that makes it even worse to see right-wingers in the party playing into their hands by trying to do exactly that, divide us and demoralize us. Uh, they, they wanted more than anything uh, to be able to peel off uh, Hispanics, peel off Blacks. Uh, they, they wanted more than anything to make us feel like it was pointless to participate in the system, which was a lot of their messaging in 2016. Right. Uh, they identified voters, many of whom were African-Americans, and they tried to get them not to vote by saying that their vote was pointless. Uh, that's, that's part of their whole game plan. And it's progressives who fought back against that. Right. It's progressives who joined hands behind a, a candidate whom very few of them had supported um, in order to promote unity and to promote the common purpose. I mean, progressives above all understand that the greatest good for the greatest number is a very compelling argument. And that's why they did join hands behind Biden and why it's so much more, it's so much worse now uh, to see the other wing of the party coming out uh, with knives in hand. Does anybody really believe that the Republicans are going to stop running ads featuring AOC, a young Hispanic woman, uh, their perfect target, uh, just because uh, she changes her mind about a particular issue? Uh, does anybody believe that they're going to stop running ads about her, given her demography, um, if she stops using the word socialist? It's just, it's foolish nonsense. But I mean, to get back to, to your last question, um, yes, the we, we came out in droves. I, I, felt, I felt proud to be a Democrat, uh, to see the enormous increase uh, in our turnout and the fact that we were uh, completely unified. Uh, we've won seven out of the last eight elections in terms of the popular vote. Uh, the Republicans just basically chafe around the margins uh, without having anything that appeals to uh, broad masses any longer. I mean, how many people really get all excited about a tax cut that <laughs> Donald Trump writes for the benefit of Donald Trump, et cetera? Uh, you know, one can go on and on that way. So they only just stoke their paranoia and their racism um, in the hopes that they can hold on to what they've got, their so-called base. Um, it, it's, it's a hopeful sign for the future. Um, but, you know, we have a lot of work to do. We didn't take back the Senate. Um, Not yet. I think we'll try in the special elections in Georgia, but we didn't take back the Senate. And uh, the fact that, you know, we vastly outnumber the Republicans, given our current system, is not uh, generating uh, policy victories or electoral victories the way that it should. Well, you know, I mean, we have, I, I'm going to say this, uh, you are a congressperson. I don't think you should or could or would. But I, I think the Constitution has a, an aberration in it in that it allows 
uh, so few people to be able to take control of the policy in this country vis-a-vis. Why should North Dakota, uh, Nebraska or North Dakota have the same amount of senators as does uh, California? I think uh, if, I, I don't care what types of arguments anyone makes. I think that just proves that America really is not the democracy that we are trying to promote throughout the world. As somebody from somewhere else who believes in democracy, who's always fought for democracy, uh, when I when 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 we have an overbearing overbearing amount of folks that uh, that come out in the right direction, it's great. You don't see the defects, but when you have polarization like we have now, those defects are blaring. And I want to know how can we work on taking you know sort of mitigating that, given that it's unlikely we'll ever be able to change a constitution under these terms. Well, we're actually not that far away uh, from a major change. Uh, the interstate compact I, that would I, require the states who, who sign on to vote for whoever has the greatest popular vote, uh, that interstate compact could actually be the moral equivalent or even the legal equivalent of, of a, a constitutional amendment. And that one's not too far away from being approved. Uh, We'll see what happens with, with that, uh, but uh, only a handful more states prove that than we'll have nationwide popular vote. Uh, you know what, Congressman, though? Uh, my concern, I agree with you, but my, my only concern there is, given we now have a 6-3 court uh, who sometimes believe in state rights and sometimes does not believe in states' rights, what happens when that compact comes to realization? Uh, it, if it, it puts its policy into place, and then uh, the person who loses that election based on electoral college, the old way, what happens when they p- take that case to court? Well, that you're right. I mean, the, the, the most long lasting of all the horrific things that uh, Trump has done other than the forced hysterectomies, which will be with us for the next 70 years or so, uh, the, 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 the worst and most permanent change that Trump has done is to have a right-wing takeover of the Supreme Court by right-wing ideological fanatics. Yes. And there is a need to unpack the court, not not to pack the court, but to unpack the court. I love, thank you, thank you, thank you. You, I mean, I... For the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. You know, I remember when you went on the floor and you talk about Republicans want you dead. And let me tell you why I bring that up every time I talk to you. Because progressives need to learn how to message, right? And no, I'm sorry, not progressives. Yeah, progressives too, but Democrats in general need to learn how to message. And when you came out and said they want you dead, that's the outcome of what they are supporting. They want you dead. 
Now, when you come out and you say they're trying to unpack the court, you used it against them. They packed the court with a whole bunch of unqualified right-wing hacks. And you rightfully say, we need to unpack the court. And since you don't remove somebody from the court, you can't remove somebody from the court except through some sort of impeachment. Unpacking the court means normalizing numbers. Doesn't that, isn't that right? Right. And, you know, what we've seen is, is a 50-year plan flawlessly executed by the right wing. Uh, Justice Lewis Powell, just before he ascended to the Supreme Court, wrote a memo Powell laying Manifesto. out the strategy, which the Federal Society has instituted relentlessly for the past half century to the point where now they've succeeded. Um, the, the fact that they've succeeded now makes it all the more urgent to fight back. And, uh, you know, the number of, of justices on the Supreme Court has fluctuated many times uh, for all sorts of reasons over the course of the past 200 plus years. Uh, there's no reason why it has to be fixed just because it serves Republican purposes to do so. Um, the, 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 there will be, you know, weak, weak people on our side who whine about it. Uh, but the fact is that... Um, there's been an injustice. It was right in our face four years ago and again this month. And the, the injustice has to be corrected. Now, um, I, before we go here, I want to ask two, two more important questions as far as, first of all, I believe uh, that we must or do our utmost best to win those two Senate seats in Georgia. Assuming that we get there, uh, shouldn't we really, number one, uh, one of the first things we do is get rid of the filibuster. Now it's in a polarized society. It's useless, in my opinion. And also unpack the court, as you say, immediately. Uh, because, again, we, uh, if we want to win 2022, we have to show some sort of progress. And if what we show is gridlock, 2022 could look just like 2010, in my opinion. Your thoughts on that? Um, at this point, I'm not overly optimistic. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that if we do manage to win the Senate back, it'll be at that 50-50 margin. And at that point, it's very difficult as a practical matter to get anything done, even with the tiebreaker being a Democratic vice president. Um, the Senate is dysfunctional, has been dysfunctional for generations. Uh, that's not going to change anytime soon just because the Democrats are in charge. We did actually get a lot of useful things done in that nine-month period. Yes, we did. We had a filibuster-proof Senate. Um, after uh, our, our senator from Minnesota was, was sworn in and before um, Edward Kennedy died. Died, yeah. Uh, that, that nine months when we had 60 votes in the Senate turned out to be the only real productive period the Senate's had for the past several generations. Um, you know, maybe we'll remove the filibuster. If we do, you're going to see a whole bunch of 51 to 50 votes in the Senate for a long time to come. I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not sure that the weak hands on our side are going to be willing to go along with that. So I'm not sure you can really accomplish that. Um, I feel sorry for them. You know, I, I, there, there were members of the House who had been there for 20 years or more, never passed a single bill, and had basically wasted their time and wasted their lives, most of their adult lives being in Congress. Um, you know, for me, it was always a thrill to get something passed. I did it 121 times in four years uh, through the House under Republicans. But there are many people who never did that. And the Senate's very much the same way. Um, they have a lot of hearings. They have plenty of votes. 
nothing ever passes. Um, they're mostly votes on cloture uh, and they fail. So it, it's just a sad life. I feel sorry for them because some of them are good people uh, who have the right values, people like Sherrod Brown, for instance, and they never get to show what good they can do for ordinary people because the other side blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks. And that's, what, that's one of the reasons we got to get rid of filibuster, and that's one of the reasons we got to extricate those weak Weak, weak Democrats out. Anyway, uh, Congressman, why don't you tell me something that, you know, I didn't ask you. Just tell me something you want to get out there in the ethos, please. I think that we were um, in danger of, of losing literally our souls. Um, the, the things that make us who we are and what we are. Uh, if we reach the point where it barely makes the news that you have forced hysterectomies um, and it passes through the news without really changing many votes that you have children in cages, um, when, when you reach the point where more than 100,000 Americans have died and it's not having really much effect on the, on the minds and the mindsets of, every, of, of the rest of America, uh, you're, you're dead inside. There's, you're not a functioning moral human being anymore in the Aristotelian sense. You know, Aristotle talked about what it makes to be a human being. Um, you're not there any longer. And that appears to be true of a large part of America today that, that, their, their moral spirit has been cauterized by four years of Donald Trump. Um, I hope they come out of it. I'm really happy and pleased that there are 70 plus million Americans who have uh, come out of it and can still understand the difference between right and wrong. Um, it's not a left and right choice anymore. It's a right and wrong choice. So I'm pleased in that regard. It, it turns out that you can't fool all the people all the time, only about 65 million of them. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, there are those of us who will celebrate the fact that we could eke out a victory um, in a circumstance like this. Uh, maybe you'll see some far newspaper with the headline, how could 65 million Americans be so stupid twice? Um, twice. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that, that President Biden and Vice President Harris can uh, project the, the sanity, the, the, the proper morality, the concern for well-being, uh, and, and defeat the war against, of war against, of all against all spirit that Donald Trump had tried to create so successfully. Uh, in this country where we're simply bickering and fighting with each other with no way to advance and no way to even defend ourselves against the microorganism. Congressman Grayson, you, uh, you always try not to speak out with, against or on the electorate because, again, the electorates, the ones who bring you into power, that was profound. Uh, that was profound. The lack of humanity that we're saying, seeing from quite a few boggles the mind. But I, I hope that the change in tonality that we're going to get going forward is going to help change that. 
look, it was my pleasure to have you on again. I hope that uh, you're going to, I don't know what you're doing back there in Florida now, but I hope you'll consider uh, heading into office again. We need people that are bold. We need people who are not scared of whatever is placed in front of them because that's the only way we're going to ultimately save our democracy. Thank you so kindly for having been a part of Politics Then Right. Uh, it's my pleasure. You know, there's an old saying, uh, even a dog knows when it's being kicked. I was waiting for uh, the ones being kicked this year to notice that they were being kicked. I guess some of them were too busy watching Fox News to even notice that. But, um, you know, uh, time is a teacher and uh, we'll see what happens over time. Thank you for your very kind words. I would love to be back in public service again and we'll see what time has in store for me. Thank you very much, Congressman. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Now serving B24 at DMV window number seven. Okay, Jim, we're next in line. Perfect, Jim. Things are going very smoothly. You remember the cell phone bill? Yes, and the birth certificate. Nice. We'll have a real ID in no time. That's right. Ready to fly to Carla's graduation and then the big game. Real great work, Jim. You too, Jim. Excuse me, are you talking to yourself? Now serving B25 at window number 10. That's our cue, Jim. Excuse us. Talk yourself into real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash real ID. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.